0: Hello. We are no more sexist shit. <laughs> Funny. Um I'm Beth. I'm Louise. And this is episode 14, can you believe it? And we're talking all about flea bag.
1: So, if you've not seen the show, go and watch it before you see this episode or hear this episode because we will spoil the entire plot, so go and watch it and come back. And if you've seen it, well, listen to this podcast.
0: So just a quick content warning of this episode. We will be discussing everything that happened in the show, which includes suicide, eating disorder, sexual abuse and miscarriage. So please be aware when you're listening.
1: Thanks, guys. So Freeback was created by Phoebe Warbridge, who also stars in it as a titular character. Fleabag follows a woman dealing with the loss of her friend and a strained with all the relationship with her sister, father, stepmother, and her love interest throughout the show, while she runs a cafe.
0: Yeah, so let's get into season one of Fleabag. So let's focus on Fleabag herself, who isn't named in the show at all. So everyone kind of just calls her Fleabag. In the in one of the initial scenes, we see her going to a feminist conference that her dad uh has gifted her and her sister Claire. And her and her sister both uh say that they would trade five years of their life for a perfect body, which I think everyone who's watching can definitely relate to. Um, and she says, you know they're bad feminists and i yeah i feel like it's i think one of the things about this show which we'll talk about later is just it's so relatable and um, to everyone watching i feel like everyone's had a bag moment it's kind of it reminds me it's a more edgy version of miranda the way i see it so yeah sometimes in life i can't just want to go to the camera
1: and, like look into the camera and like if you know i mean i just want to be like react as like i do myself yeah. i just like yeah but it's like a thing.
0: Yeah, I think it's awesome. Uh, another thing about Fleabag, she's not used to physical affection um, and Claire goes to give her a hug and Fleabag slaps Claire <laughs> just because she's totally not used to it. So it's it's, yeah. quite, it's quite funny. We see Fleabag at quite a low point in her life and th- in season one and things gradually escalate and get worse for Fleabag. She has commitment issues and basically the whole first season shows how lonely she is and her need for love by other people but we see that she doesn't really get that uh, very much.
1: Yeah and her cafe which is a guinea pig cafe not the best idea. No. (laughs) Because I feel like cat and dog cafes I still think they're weird. But I can get them because it'll be easier. But guinea pigs like seem more clean because they're smaller. Yeah. And with
0: the hair. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's a strange idea. But it, it works. I think it definitely, you know, adds to the show, of course. But, uh-huh. yeah, I think it, it, it it's good because it shows her relationship with Boo, her best friend, um, and how their dynamic is. So she her her cafe essentially is failing. Uh, they're not getting any customers, so they're not getting any money. So they're behind on payments. So Fleabag goes to get a loan, but after a misunderstanding with the bank manager, uh, she doesn't get that loan. So she's yeah she's struggling with the cafe throughout this whole first season, uh, as well as having self esteem issues. Which yeah again I feel like very relatable to the audience that watch this she I think one of the best things about Fleabag is she does the opposite of what people tell her to do so you I mean I feel the same way if someone tells me not to push the big red button I'm gonna push the big red button like it's there just just push it you know so she she does a lot of that she does that in season one and then in season two with a certain trophy another thing about Fleabag she steals a statue from her godmother's house which is crucial to the whole plot of season one and season two this statue is very important
1: I feel this is the actual only plot like solid plot of the thing like solid like continuing storyline because we do go in and out and it's quite jumpy but it's like this nature of the show but I feel like Fleabag is quite interesting the fact that it's written and it's performed by the same actress through our bridge. So then it's more personal. And she's like the only stable thing about this jumpy world. All that and the statue, which it always turns up.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's I mean, it's a great um, recurring joke. You know, she steals the yeah. statue, I think, to regain some dignity of what her godmother is uh, kind of, doing to her being nasty and all that kind of stuff so I think she's reclaiming any dignity that she can um, and so she's kind of getting one over on her godmother by stealing the statue which again gets handed back to the godmother
1: and then stolen again and back and forth yeah. and back
0: and forth and back and forth which is just great fun. I like
1: um, the dynamics between them all because they're very interesting dynamics and they feel like there's a focus on the women in the show more than the men definitely. Definitely. Like even obviously, female characters, main character, but also Claire and the stepmother seem more involved in even the dad or the sister's husband. the males are side characters, which is interesting because it's like they kind of the opposite of normal. Yeah. Most normal stuff. Yeah. But um, which is quite refreshing. But it's also it also has a weird vibe to it The whole show.
0: Yeah. Getting into kind of her relationships with the men in the show, she has a boyfriend called Harry and an ex-boyfriend called Harry. Like they're, they're the same person, but she.
1: Hey, side note: Isn't he? does not he too? Yeah. And doesn't he play Harry? Yeah. Is Maybe it Harry? it's the
0: same guy? <laughs> Look, it's the same actor. Yeah,
1: yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if he plays Sam or Harry.
0: He plays Harry. He
1: does play Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, which one came out first? bag. Oh. <laughs>
0: It'd yep. be a bit if diff- they just named them. Remember, yeah. <laughs> well, we never yeah, no, know, don't know but they still could have... Well, a, an important thing I suppose to say about yeah. by the TV show, is, is based yeah. off of Phoebe Waller-Bridge's uh, oh, yeah, one-woman yeah. Yeah. show. Uh, yeah. So it's, I mean, I haven't, it's on Prime Video, and I could watch yeah. it, but I haven't gotten around to watching it yet. So her relationship with Harry, she's very manipulative of Harry and yeah. it's not a healthy relationship for either yeah. of them. Uh, they kind of get themselves into a loop and we see that so much that Fleabag predicts what's going to happen and she knows mm-hmm. that Harry will come back and he'll clean the flat, which is, I admit is very comedic, but obviously not a very healthy relationship to have. Uh-huh. I
1: was saying like, she controls Harry, like she controls the narrative. The thing is, this is very heavily biased and free bag favor. We only okay. see her narrative and she controls the whole plot.
0: On the other side of relationships, she has a very close relationship with her sister, but also kind of distant. She, they have a. I I love this show for the sisterly. Uh, dynamic you know they get on really well but there's still that kind of childhood pestering of each other and making fun of each other but they she still defends her sister no matter what all (laughs) those things take a turn unfortunately when Martin, Claire's husband kisses Fleabag of course Fleabag doesn't reciprocate and he calls her an asshole, and Fleabag is left very uncomfortable. Fleabag continues to annoy her sister relentlessly, um, and she's constantly dealing with her own mental health issues and feels very guilty. She feels that she caused Boo's accident. Yes, it's, can you can
1: really see that guilt. It's, it's really bad. And she's still. I don't I don't feel sorry for playback though, like which is weird. Like if you look at this TV show, I don't think you have sympathy for the characters in the ways that you don't for your show. I think it's just the way that involves you in the plot. Yes, yeah. not oh look, it's a shame it's this is this person. Like here they are, like this is not like, normal, which yeah. is good, but it also doesn't really evoke any sympathy. Mm. It's also I don't know if you like. The blunt nature of the way we find out about Boo, but it makes it comedic. Yeah, yeah, which is further like reminds us from the story. It's really interesting. Definitely it's really good narrative.
0: I think she reveals Boo's death. Is it to a taxi driver in the taxi? Awesome.
1: Yeah. I,
0: I've, and I think she's she's just been drunk somewhere and yeah, goes to the, a taxi driver driving her home that her best friend Boo stepped in front of a cycle lane and Mm. was killed uh, by uh, getting into a road accident, which hag (laughs) makes clear that it was an accident. It -hmm. was an accident. She pushes it for it to be an accident, that it wasn't suicide, which is Mm -hmm. interesting, and it kind of builds up more as the series goes on. She eventually back to Claire, uh, confesses to Claire about the whole situation with Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're at a retreat, which is uh, that episode is wonderful, I'll get on to that uh, a bit later. And Claire seems to take it well, but then completely s- shuts down. Yeah, we Claire
1: have is an interesting character, really.
0: She is. I think think the wonderful thing about the show is all the characters, or at least Claire and Fleabag, are very complex. They have lots of their own problems and they're all kind of dealing with their own things. But there's so many different sides to them that we see, not just in a comedic way, but in a dramatic way as well. There's a scene where she shoves her godmother and then her godmother reacts with a slap yeah. which is a very shocking scene and of course Fleabag's dad witnesses the whole thing but she doesn't. he doesn't intervene yeah. or anything like that and then the next time we see them all together is when she's handed a tray with champagne glasses to be a waitress yes. at the godmother's mm-hmm. sex mission. This is a very kind of it's probably the climax or one yeah. of the climaxes, one of the climaxes of the show <laughs> uh, in series one. And she gets very drunk from smashy stuff and she's very upset. Um, And she has a bit of a fight with Claire, which then causes her nearly to follow in Boo's footsteps and to uh-huh. walk into the road. But that's when the bank manager kind of saves her. And has a chat with her and just says, you know, uh, l- let's restart the interview and sort out your uh-huh. cafe. And that's a lifeline that he's thrown her.
1: Yeah, he's an unusual sort of plot continuement that you don't think's going to be. It's like, oh, it's a back manager, this one scene, that's nice. But then you actually see him. Like, you kind of see his life move on, which is kind of nice as well. Yeah, definitely. But it's like, wait, these people aren't NPCs. They have lives. Yeah, like she makes them all a little bit life, not just a make cat though, which is nice. So let's talk about her sister, Claire. My favorite character. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just like Claire better than Fleabag.
0: She's fun. Um, She's good fun as well, in her own right. Fleabag
1: unnerves me. <laughs> it's like um, Jet and Jack, um, <laughs> and Lester me sometimes, and it's like it's just looking into the camera. Because they've done it on that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's such a weird plot. They basically take the story. But back to Claire. She's uptight. She's quite stressed, which is a meant to be honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um,
0: she she cares for Fleabag, uh, a lot, but just doesn't know how to articulate it, which I think is a big problem for this family in particular, because it's not just uh, Claire. It's her dad, and then Fleabag herself. They all have problems articulating their love for each other.
1: She's obsessed with her hair and looking perfect, which is a really good study of her character in general because she's obsessed with making her life perfect and she keeps controlling and nagging, but it's really small things, as a hair to, like, control the whole narrative, how she's presented, how life put together, and that's, like, really important. And I think that's a really good plot. And then, obviously, later in the seasons, we see different haircuts, the good, the bad. <laughs> For that, we really see her character progress. And I feel like as she gets worse, her hair gets worse. Like, her hair starts fine. Yeah. And then we get down, and it's.
0: It's just funny. It is interesting. Yeah, it's, it, the whole reinvention is so funny. Um, and again, it's mm-hmm. I, I feel for a lot of people, it will have been very relatable.
1: So she's like stressed, she used to be an organiser, needs to be control, which is very relatable, but she's also not perfect. Another character with the bag of pepper, doll for yeah, thought. She's organised, but we also see, like, she mocks the retreat. She mocks stuff. And even though she doesn't have three bags um, outrightness with it, we still see, like, her, both sides of her, like, personality. And I feel like we do see her be similar to her sister at some points, which is quite interesting for her whole character. Um, she's pretty wealthy. Her and her husband do quite well, though she does. Um, we think that they both do, but we find out later of course that the husband's not as good as he thinks he is. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, she's so uptight that she can't fart. That's what she says. Like, she recognises her uptightness, which is like, interesting character because char- all the characters are almost self-aware.
0: And if yeah. they're not self-aware,
1: well, Fleabag tells us what's wrong with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, she probably has an eating disorder. She eats not very really well. I think there's an episode where she asked for rye bread, and then um, there's tomatoes. We just toma- rye bread, tomatoes. Yeah. And, um, three bags. Like I'm gonna give you white bread that you can pick it up later. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, that's a bit. That was a bit. That was the only joke. I feel it was actually quite dodgy in the show.
0: Yeah, I. I... I think Fleabag is constant. That uh, show in general is just kind of pushing the boundaries on it's it. Really, yeah. Um, which is yeah, it's 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 great. Um, but it can get a bit uh, risky. But yeah, it was yeah, yeah yeah. Fleabag implies that her sister has an eating disorder quite a lot Isn't... throughout season one. Yeah. Um, she's a sort a
1: forest of, of Fleabag. She's in control. She's like. What do you need now? I'm going to, have to save you again. And she has taken like a motherly relationship, but she I feel like she wants to control Fleabag's life as well. So she's like, I'll give you money back in control. And she wants to take the more power. And she just wants to control every single part of her life, But she's definitely different because she's a by Fleabag and her dad and the stepmother, who's a bit crazy as well. And her husband's a bit... He's completely different to the person that she thinks he is.
0: Yeah. And it seems that Fleabag is the most uncontrollable person so I think that really challenges Claire in that aspect yeah. um, when she's longing for that control.
1: Yeah
0: she's quite picky
1: like she's mean and she's really fussy and she kind of looks down quite a lot it's like she looks down in her cafe she looks down on what she wears she's like very detailed, audience like she like she knows that Fleabag's wearing her top. She knows all that. She knows when she's like really picky and precise, which is quite interesting because it's quite an analytical mind that she's got. And we'd probably say that Fleabag's more like emotional. Yeah, yeah. I think her being so rational but irrational at the same time, but her being so organised really contrasts Fleabag in a really strong way. Because yeah. I feel like if we didn't have one, we just had the stepmother and the dad, we wouldn't see this as a bigger thing. Because, yeah. like, the sister is seen as the more normal one, even yeah. though she's not. Um, She's hoping to get promotion to Finland, which is cute. Um, she wants to improve. She wants to get a boss. And I feel that like yeah. she is a slight little boss in this. She seems important. I don't know what she is, but she seems important.
0: Yeah, she's not a lawyer, but she is a lawyer, and she's not a solicitor, but she is a solicitor or something. She, yeah. <laughs> it's not. We don't. I don't think we ever actually find out. But
1: yeah, she's just a girl boss. That's
0: her job. She's, yeah, exactly. She's
1: yeah, she's true. Doesn't cool. matter. Yeah, she doesn't want to be touched, which is relatable. Yeah. Um, she has different reaction like playbag slaps. She's just more awkward.
0: Yeah, which it's I feel so like funny. A more,
1: it's a more not. It's a more normal reaction. Yeah,
0: it's that yes. scene at the retreat and um they have to hold their hands out in front of each other in yeah. and then touch each other and Claire just can't, she can't do it and she just like squirms and like kind of squeals. It's just a very, yeah, I, I, that episode has my whole heart. <laughs> um, For Claire's surprise birthday, which Claire yes. herself has organised, um. Fleabagger's sister gets her a vibrator mm-hmm. um <laughs> which she is embarrassed to use but then later confides in fleabag that she's very grateful and that was a really thoughtful gift and i think we see a really honest conversation between the two of them and it's it's kind of yeah she's she's complimenting fleabag which mm-hmm. we it's we hardly ever see anyone complimenting Fleabag. So I think that was a really, yeah, a high moment for Fleabag. Uh-huh.
1: Um, She laughs and then cries, which is also a mood.
0: Yeah, she does that I, a lot. Great. I do that. <laughs> I,
1: should, no, I do it like, see when I should cry, I just start laughing. It's like a problem. Um, she can't deal with Martin kissing her sister, which is fair. I feel like she blames her sister a bit more than... Like, she's definitely annoyed at her sister, which is not really a boss of her. Yeah. That's more gatekeeping of her. because yeah. She seems more annoyed at her sister than how much is, like...
0: I think that's maybe because she expects Martin to do it. Like, yeah. she's not surprised that he does it, but suddenly when it's her sister... I also think it's maybe deep-rooted in yeah. this whole thing that Fleabag has everything...
1: Yeah, and
0: we see that in season two there's an argument about this in season two and I think Claire is just um envious of what Fleabag has which is a kind of bizarre because Fleabag's kind of envious of Claire for having all the stuff she has so mm-hmm. it's kind of this not rivalry but just insecurity I guess between the two sisters and I think that has a big impact on how Claire reacts to this information.
1: Yep. Um, she doesn't like visiting her dad, which is also relatable. And I also feel bad for the dad just in general, because the dad seems really nice. He's, yeah, he's nice. He's a bit he's problematic,
0: Scottish. but he's nice. He is Scottish, so we obviously yeah. like him. But
1: <laughs> And I think the actor is Scottish. I think, mm-hmm. Yeah. I always check that it's like anytime I hear a Scottish accent and any TV show I'm like Googling, where is this actor from? Is yeah. <laughs> it Scottish or not? Because I don't know if their accent is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um because if I'm like, if they put on a bad accent and they're Scottish, you're like, oh like I don't blame you because like you're probably asked to put it on. Yeah. But if it's a bad accent and I'm not Scottish. I'm just like No.
0: Mama Mia too. Sorry what?
1: <laughs> oh you know sh- what
0: I'm talking about. What a mad day! Anyway, uh, yes. So, uh, Claire freezes Fleabag out after the retreat uh, because she can't deal with the whole situation so she kind of just leaves Fleabag on silent. And there? And then it's revealed that Claire is turning down the promotion, which Fleabag cannot understand. And it turns out that Claire is kind of turning it down for well, at least she says, for her sister. Uh-huh.
1: That's kind of nice. she shows that she really cares. Exactly. But I'm also, like, don't turn down a promotion.
0: But Yeah, it's... yeah. I'd... Her sister wouldn't want her to turn down the promotion. So <laughs> don't turn down the promotion, you know?
1: Finland's also quite cool. <laughs> Sorry? Finland's quite cool, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Um, but then she'll leave Martin. Or at least she and says give, she will. Oh she says she will. And give my and Finland, she says all these she paves the word for good intention Just I'm going to do this. I'm yeah. going to Finland. And then the last we see her steal the statue and give it to Fleabag, which is one of the most touching scenes. Because she's like I like, I'm a bit like you. And it's kind of solidarity against the stepmother.
0: Yeah, definitely. And she and Claire actually saves Fleabag from staying in that house any longer because Claire yeah. says we're leaving, and that gives Fleabag mm-hmm. an out um, because obviously she's she knows what's going on. She knows that it's not been a nice time for anyone, so she's mm-hmm. leaving the situation.
1: But she didn't leave, man, which was a shame. Yeah, um, it's a, she's... a surprising twist, actually. Mm-hmm. And of course, she says, "I right, after what you did to Boo." which I was like oh that is so
0: oh that was bad that that's was like I, I think don't
1: want to watch a second time bad
0: yeah it's yeah it's oh it's awful like I think that's probably one of the worst lines yeah. in the show that you you're just like because you can't t- you can't take what you said back and it's just Oh, it's so, yeah, it's pretty awful to watch. And, of course, that kind of scent lee bag spiralling.
1: Yeah, it's just one of the things that you don't watch again. Yeah. So like, I don't know if you do this when you watch TV shows again. But if there's a bit you really don't like, I just don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really bad.
0: <laughs> literally me re-watching Smallville at the moment. I literally skipped, like, half of season two just because I couldn't be bothered watching it. Anyway... It's <laughs> it's, <fine. laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We all do. We all do. it. Uh, moving on to the godmother slash eventually stepmother, uh, Olivia Coleman, of course. Which is, it's. I mean, she's just Olivia Coleman's just awesome. This character is sarcastic, selfish. She doesn't like Fleabag at all, and I wondered if that was maybe because she felt threatened about not receiving all of her soon-to-be-husband's attention what do you think
1: yeah i feel like the free biography reminds her that the mother existed yeah like, she's like wait like this guy had a this is my god daughter's yeah dad that i'm married. it's like a, i feel like it's a more constant reminder mm. that we am like it's a bit weird to what's happened sure uh,
0: she makes a lot of snide comments. She's a weird artsy person, as I've got written down here. <laughs> um, yeah, that yeah, she is weird and artsy.
1: Yeah, it's fair description. About uh, two weird and artsy, as we find out in um, the next season's But yeah. Yeah. Um, she fake cares as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. Fake people. Ugh. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. She constantly wants to piss Fleabag off, um, and so is constantly saying things that'll set Fleabag off and insults her all the time. She's just I, like every time I watch yeah. her, like, she's just so nasty. Like mm-hmm. everything that comes out of her na- mouth is just so nasty. And she, when Fleabag and Claire come to the, uh, come for dinner uh, <laughs> for the memorial of their mother. <laughs> She leaves the flowers that they gave for their mom uh-huh. on the doorstep. Oh, it we'll put them sweet. right here. It's so nasty, and of course she then slaps Fleabag later in that episode. She, it, it's good that I feel this much anger towards this character because it shows that it was well written and well acted. But because you she, love Oliver Coleman, I, yeah. <laughs> well, I do love. I mean, she's a girl boss in herself, but yeah. yeah. Nasty, nasty lady.
1: Yeah. The actor was for this. Yeah. Shall we talk about the dad? Let's go for it. I don't know his name. I think his name's just dad, possibly. Yeah,
0: he's not given a name. It's just father or dad or whatever.
1: I quite like the fact they do that as well. That gives further distance and all that jazz. Just yeah. like a stepmother, yeah. um, played by Bill Patterson, Scottish doesn't know how to handle his daughters, he's quite awkward. Yeah. And at first, you're like, oh, it's, like, awkward, like, I don't know what to do, my daughters are grown up, but then it's, like, actually, not really. You get the impression it's more like, I did not look after my daughters, the mum did, and now I've left, the mum is dead, and she's kind of moved on. He's moved on, but he's like, oh, wait, I've actually got two daughters. Definitely. the stepmother's kind of pushing him away from them, and that divide really, really, really clearly. Like, he's not very affectionate, and he doesn't defend Fleabag against a godmother, which is absolutely shocking because you would think that the one thing a parent would not like take would be insulting a kid. Yeah, like that is absolute. he is quite he has no backbone, he's just like, okay, and you just kind of feel sorry for him, but you don't. Yeah. And I feel like you kind of hate him more than the stepmother. Mm. Slightly. Because at least the stepmother's, like, bitchy Honest. on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gives him gifts instead of, like, actually showing him affection. And even his gifts are slightly weird. Yeah. Retreats and <laughs> like, therapy, like, what? <laughs> retreats therapy. Yeah, it is slightly weird and... He kind of acknowledges the fact that they need help, but he's like, I'm not giving it. Like, yeah. He throws my problem, which further makes you hate him, yeah. which is a shame. He's angry at Fleabag because he thinks she's getting in the way of his happiness. Yeah. And it's really soul destroying. And I feel like it's for the dad that we really feel sorry for Fleabag because she just doesn't care about it as much as the godmother. And her dad is kind of abandoning her and Claire. Yeah, but of course we see Fleabag
0: really to add more than Definitely. Shall we move on to Boo, played by Jenny Rainsford? Mm-hmm. So Boo is of course Fleabag's best friend who eventually commits suicide. Uh, we see and um, little clips of Boo throughout the season and um, becoming more and more detailed as it goes on. We see that Boo has self esteem problems just like Fleabag. But mm-hmm. she kind of puts on this facade, I guess, um, with Fleabag, and they have a great relationship. Uh, we do find out, as I talked about earlier, that she walked into cycling and was thrown onto the roads. Um, mm-hmm. Fleabag also reveals that doing this also killed three other people, which kind of shows you the severity of it, and I think then makes Fleabag's guilt even yeah. worse because we find out that. Fleabag slept with Boo's boyfriend at the time, which then pushes her to walk onto the road. Mm-hmm. So Boo, of course, fancies her neighbour um, and then gets into a relationship with him. She is a very supportive best friend and uh-huh. their relationship and how much fun they have together. They have great on-screen chemistry together.
1: Yeah. Um. I thought when they revealed... The fear that people are killed is quite a comedic manner. Of course, mm. like we see, but it's weird comedy. Like, I feel like even Dark humour. it's dark humour, like very dark humour. Yeah. And it caters to that. And I feel like Boo is the most like flea bag. And before she steps in traffic, she almost looks into the camera, which is also like breaking the football. We don't really see that again until the priest. Definitely. Well uh-huh. done, that. I didn't notice that. So then we went to Martin, played a bit Helvin, his beard.
0: <laughs> so it's not so bad yeah. in season one, but I think at this point he was. Oh no, I can't say that because you're. Well, you. I'm just gonna say it. Just it's it's not that much of a spoiler. He's in Stranger Things, and I'm pretty sure this yeah. is around the time that he must have been doing Stranger Things because that is the kind of the haircut that he has. It's slightly better in season one. Sure.
1: Sorry, um, he's like pervy. He's like saying some inappropriate things to people. We really shouldn't be saying them to, especially Fleabag. And I feel like he makes her uncomfortable, but she's not in a position to do because because obviously his sister's husband, he's always drunk, he's an alcoholic as well. And he is complete opposite to what you would think Claire would be like married to. Definitely. Which is, a, she's sexually inappropriate always, which is really quite dodgy. Like the kiss, for example. Yeah. And I don't really see um, why Claire's said of him, to be honest. But he makes her laugh, which is nice.
0: And he's the only person that makes her laugh that way, which Fleabag yeah. feels. And I think um, ugh, I yeah. just feel so bad for Claire. I just feel
1: so bad for her. Uh huh. He's unhappy with his life, which you don't feel sorry for. Because I feel like he's an anti of this story, really. Yeah. Because, yeah. The villain. He's like, yeah, he has, like, an okay life. And Fleabag's definitely struggling more than he is. Yeah. But we do find out more of his problem stuff. You know but what he math- needed
0: to go to? He needed to go to that men's retreat that was across oh, yeah. from the women's
1: retreat. hmm That would sort him out. Russ Connor is threatened. He fights back, and he is very toxic masculinity. So, yeah, he's nasty. And then, of course, he claims that Fleabag's the one who kissed him. Yeah. Which one is really dodgy, for the reason that she's trying to get between the sister and Fleabag, and that's the last support mechanism she really has. And also the fact that he thinks he's good-looking enough that Fleabag would kiss him that's also a red flag because he thinks he's like really hot I feel like we get that impression yeah his beard is not on (laughs) yeah
0: Um. it's yeah he's just a bit of a dodgy guy dodgy guy so moving on to Harry who we've talked about earlier played by Hugh Skinner um Harry is a very comedic character throughout the season 1 and we see him again in season 2. He doesn't have a backbone. He has bad taste in women. Fleabag was not the right choice for him at all. He's very He's kind of cute. Yeah, he's a very emotional man. Um and yeah. he deserves better than Fleabag in season 1 at least. There is a really awkward sex scene between the two of them which we will not discuss any further than that. <laughs> he is quite clingy. And he's a bit pathetic. I'm sorry to say, but he is. Mm -hmm. Like the the shower scene. So he claims he wants to have eh, a surprise every day from each other. They want to surprise each other. And so Fleabag's idea is to get a balaclava and a knife and like scare him in the shower. And he was surprised, but he goes on to like nearly have a panic attack, which is very funny to watch, but it just kind of shows how pathetic he really is and yeah as i said earlier toxic relationship but after they've broken up properly finally uh, he gets a new girlfriend and we see
1: happy harry kind of yeah we actually another case of we see the characters out with the life of fleabag which is really nice for that and he's not another character he's actually fleshed out which is nice because even though he's our main character, he has level of interest in yeah. like air quotations. He has his own wife and we see that and he doesn't solely exist to be there for feedback, which is nice. Cause even though he's clingy, he's not there. He's not just there. Yeah. Shall we talk about the bank manager who replaced by Hugh Dennis? Female issues. He's sexist. And yes, we'll call him out because we have no more sexist shit. Yeah. That's so true. this is directly to that character. Yep. That is our whole purpose in life. Yep. <laughs> um, he doesn't want to be accused of anything. He's very like, oh, the woke PC crowd and yeah, blah blah blah. I don't want to be accused of anything. I'm just a man in a world of stuff like that.
0: Yeah. He'd-, uh, he'd be the type of guy that would be like, oh, like white nice men are being like discriminated and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, touch without consent as well. Yeah, he is person he does that and he basically inappropriate things. And he of course goes to the retreat and he can in fleabag about why he is at this retreat and she of course is at a different retreat. And they talk about that and talk about how much bullshit it is that the fleabag has to go to the nice spa meditation one where they get to shout things. And it's like double standards. Like that's quite that's a good scene. Yeah. That's like a standout scene for me. Um but he ultimately helps play back when she was very upset. Like she he gave her another chance for the one He saw that she nearly did what Buddha did. And he was like, I need to save this person's life. I can do a wee thing, I can help him just a small bit. And he is, in the end, a nice guy who just has a mistake. mistake. Yeah. 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 A character that has his own life without the story. Yeah.
0: It's really nice because at the start of this season, we think, you know, he's the kind of villain, you could argue. And then by the end of the season, you're like, well, he's the hero. And that. Whole uh, character arc, although it's he's not in it an awful lot, is very meaningful and it affects Fleabag in a positive way. So moving on to our last character of season one, um, it is of course Hilary, who you guys may have overlooked. Hilary <laughs> is a Fleabag and Booze uh, guinea pig. Poor Hilary is depressed with life because Booze died, and that was Hilary's best friend. Um, but then over the course of the series, Fleabag starts, you know, uh, caring for Hilary. And yeah. yeah, they they get on and Hilary becomes much happier.
1: Yeah, it's just a nice way. Well, that's cute. Yeah. yeah. Shall we move on to season two? Let's go for it. Season two, I think I like better, actually. Because I, I think with a show like Fleabag, and the dark comedy and the abrupt nature of it, that in the second season it's more established. And you're kind of used to it more, especially if you binge watch it, like I did. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, by again. Um, it's having a good life. She's yeah. She was doing great. Nice cafe with her chatty Wednesdays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, week. yeah. Can't believe i was right the first time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Maybe Wednesdays are des- destined to be chatting. Um she's given counselling, of course. And we see if you're I'll give the counselling. And she begs her to go to the um, hospital as Claire had a miscarriage. She wants held in, she won't even get medical treatment. And she's so concerned for her sister in that dinner scene. And that dinner scene is one of I think the best scenes. Yeah. And the show, because of the angles keep changing, we see so many different perspectives. And we kind of see all the characters together in a way we don't in the first yeah. season. Yeah. Just physically sitting around the table. And of course, we get introduced to the priest, who is the key in season two. Yeah. Um, she claims a miscarriage belongs to her, of course, and they think she's attention-seeking, mm. which is, really shows how little a family think of her. Because she's going through all these problems and they're like, well, you're just attention. But she's actually trying to be selfless and doesn't want to embarrass her sister. Um, she punches Martin, which was quite cool. <laughs> but we don't condone violence.
0: But in this situation, well done.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, she goes to church as well. And Claire gets her lawyer because, you know, getting punched, Martin's like, hmm, maybe I should like this. So. Yep. She doesn't have any friends, which is a shame. It's very sad and exposing. Like, she's surrounded by people such as Chatty Wednesdays, and she has, like, acquaintances, but she doesn't have any true friends. After course, it's probably being a sister. She doesn't do sex anymore, because it's, doesn't bring it doesn't begin good. That's the why they still one. there, but she's actually been more, like, controlling, which is nice. Um, With... Miss vibes. It's a different vibe. I feel like, good that girl. Good for her. Um, had is a child. Which is a good thing. Yes. That's nice. He's still continuing his life. The love interest is still getting a life without with her. And I like that. And yeah. It's all about characters, which is cool. She goes to church, which is quite funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> because it's comedic. And she like gets the Bible. She read the Bible in the bath.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: who's read the Bible? Like, and she breaks the award, even though Claire tells her, Don't touch this thing. She's like, Oh, let's touch it and smash, which was quite funny. It's so funny. And of, of course, she breaks the award, so she is like, Ah. And of course, this is because she is doing some catering and she is giving up different poisoning. <laughs> Yep, but um, she replaces a word a statue, the same statue, and goes to steal it back, basically, which is quite nice. I think it was quite funny that she used the statue, and then she like realized what the word was for. Yeah, was like yeah, that's quite funny. Yeah, she goes to steal it back because she's like, oh wait, I kinda need this statue. Is it that point that she realized it, it was her mum? No, it wasn't. Or just the fact that she needs it. Why did she steal it back?
0: Because it's it's because she stole it from uh, her godmother. Okay. Just, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't think she knows at that point.
1: Okay, she fans Melinda, who we meet at a bar. Yeah,
0: and they have
1: a wee talk. It's kind of cute. It's very and cute. And they're like, "Um, this is a statue," and she's like, "Yeah, this is quite funny," because you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then we see the priest, um, Moriarty from Sherlock. Yep. <laughs> Andrew Scott. <laughs> Yes. Um, they get to know each other. She like, He's like, gives them the Bible, she reads the Bible, do a wee book report on the Bible for him. And she's like, oh no, I fancy a priest. And the priest's like, oh, he can't, because you know, priest. <laughs> um, and they do like a wee montage and they try on like the clothes and it's really cute. And it's I quite like cute. him. He's a cute yeah. guy. Yeah. And then like, it gets very really sexual very fast but only in her head, like, she's like, I am very attracted to this guy. She's like, yeah, but I'm a priest. So yeah, and um, they get very emotionally attached. They do the nice Quaker scene, which I think was cute, because she's like, I think I'm a bad feminist. And she's quite, she is a feminist and not a feminist at the same time. Yeah. She's not like a hashtag Instagram feminist, mm. But in the same way, she is like a strong independent woman. They catch after the confessional, of course, which is a big struggle for the priest. Of course, at the end of the whole thing, she ends up as a statue, and this is full circle because we find out that the statue belonged to not that belonged to mum; it was her mum. Yeah. Which also is for the weirdness of the whole godmother thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Very strange. So, moving on to The Priest now, played by Andrew Scott. Uh, brilliant casting, brilliant on-screen chemistry again. Fleabag described him as a cool, sweary priest, uh, which oh. is quite funny. It's revealed that his mother um, is a lesbian, apparently. Uh, both yeah. his parents are apparently alcoholics as well.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> he has an interest... And that, sorry, and that, sorry. And that
1: dinner scene is quite an interesting thing, that it creates the chaos of the show by example, it says his mother was alive and it cuts off to the scene and that constant jump like creates it further chaos.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it, it, the editing, particularly in this episode, is yes. excellent because as you say, it adds to the chaos and that's what this whole episode is about. Mm-hmm. He has an interest in Fleabag, which no one else has ever seemed to have before, uh-huh. um, and this kind of shocks Fleabag herself. He has a great sense of humour, mm-hmm. which of course is yeah. crucial to Fleabag herself. Uh, it's also revealed that his brother is a paedophile, which it's a comedic element. It was I guess dark in this humor. scene, it was dark humour, which kind of yeah. shocks the audience, uh, but it works very well. He fancies Fleabag. Eventually, I think he, he senses the sparks, but I think he probably mm-hmm. uh represses them and tries to keep them down. Um, it, he can handle Fleabag. He knows he knows her and understands her mm-hmm. in a way that no one else does. Um, and the humor and the craziness of Fleabag, he just he totally gets. He has a he has a very big fear of foxes which I didn't relate to when I first <laughs> watched this, but now I can say I wholeheartedly agree, I wholeheartedly agree, and yeah, it, they're not to be messed with. Anyway, he senses when she breaks the fourth wall, which no one else
1: does. Yeah, that's strange. That's like, oof, that's like proper, like, wait, he's the only one that understands her? Yeah. I mean, it's like, there's a thing with the feast. That it kind of merges. So she's like, I don't have friends, but she has the audience as a friend. But then, of course, there's a part and she goes, she says to the audience his neck and talks to him and then says something tells us that was meant for him. Then says his neck to him. And it's kind of like it's merging and the realities are fading. And it's really interesting. Totally. I'd love to just ask Baby
0: Waller-Bridge about that and be like, what's going on? like what are what is your thought process behind this and um, maybe one day maybe she's listening if you're listening please get in touch <laughs> I highly doubt <laughs> that but you never know he loves Hillary the guinea pig which is that scene is so cute and he yeah he seems to be loving that that Hillary content um, and yeah. he wants to help Fleabag and he wants to get to know her uh, honestly and Help her, I think, is his main priority. But then his feelings get in the mix, and then it all kind of goes south from there. Obviously, he fancies her, but he cannot take it any further. And Mm -hmm. eventually he finishes things with her and saying that she'll fall out of love. And I think his words are it'll pass, and it's an absolutely heartbreaking scene Mm -hmm. because these people are so meant to be together, but at the same time they can't be together. And it's uh-huh. a really kind of Romeo and Juliet kind of dynamic, you know. And it's, yeah, heartbreaking to watch. And every time I watch back, I'm like, no, just leave the priesthood. And uh, you just want it to end differently. But I think yeah. it ended the correct way. Yeah. So moving on to Claire, played oh, yeah. uh, by yeah. Shan Clifford.
1: Do you see my still hates? Um, flea bag, which is a shame, but she's given up alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a bit of a wine drinker, I believe. In the first wine, I like she gives wine vibes. Yeah. Um, um, and she's commuting to Finland, which I was like, wait, that's a lot. And I'm like, they're trying to have a baby after we realise about the miscarriage. But she's happy with her job, she's fulfilled in her life. And she seems to be in a better place, even though she isn't talking to Fleabag. They seem to be both individually better. She had a miscarriage, but she won't go to the hospital. She won't let Fleabag in. She's scared she'll ruin her life. And she's scared for the support because Fleabag is so unstable. But that the fact that she needs to be so like controlled, and of course she can't control her own body at this point, which was absolutely tragic and devastating for her. Um she fancies a Finnish coworker called Claire, who is <laughs> a guy called Claire, which is a shame. <laughs> it's so funny. She knows that Martin kissed feedback and she feels like it failed and she's now self reflective of that and she's not angry at her but she's more self like loathing, which is really sad. And she's not emotionally a good Please. Yeah. Um. And of course, she gets that iconic haircut. Like every time I think of Fleet, I just think of her haircut. <laughs> it's, just... Just, it's the oh, that is the. It was so funny, just so funny. And even I seen after where she's like, the hairdresser was wrong, and he's like, no, you like, you gave me a picture. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Um. She wants Martin to leave her, of course, because it'd be easier. And we find out lots of other stuff about the family, and we see his like family.
0: Yeah, yeah. Moving on to Martin. Um, he is still with Claire, as we see him in the first season. Uh, yeah, from the first season. Uh-huh. Um, he has given up alcohol in support of his wife, or uh-huh. so everyone believes. Um. Although he does at that engagement party have uh, some alcohol, uh, yeah. and he's the one that reveals that they're trying for a baby, which Claire wanted to keep private. Yeah. He is very nasty to Fleabag at the engagement party and throughout this season. Just he, yeah, he's very threatened by Fleabag just throughout this whole season, um, and he presses charges to get charges against Fleabag and mm-hmm. blames Claire's unhappiness on Fleabag, which is not. Fair at all. And he's just a gaslighting very bad man. Yeah, he's gaslighting her, which is not it's
1: not good. No, we don't like him. No. Yeah, basically. He the garden party is interesting as well because there's more like group scenes. Hmm. And this which is interesting.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay. It adds to the chaos. Stepmother, godmother? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's back. She's
1: back and as bad as ever of course um she's engaged they got engaged yeah which is for the flames to claire and her husband are like struggling and feedback struggling yeah they're all struggling i feel like it just their happiness sickening yeah um she doesn't like being interrupted she gets very bitchy about that and she really just doesn't like the girls to be honest no and we really see that in the portrait of Clear in Fleabag, where she's painting them, but she's kind of not really, and she's completely patching in Fleabag, really. Yeah. And her art is really important to her. And of course the girls, because that statue that is actually made by the stepmother mm-hmm. is a really crucial part of the plot. Yeah. And that just shows you how much the stepmother part of the plot. And how much a strain that the stepmother has not only put on the relationship between the dad and the girls, but the girls themselves. Yeah. Talking about the mother, shall we talk about the father? Yeah, um,
0: obviously engaged, uh, he tries to chat, um, but is shut up by the godmother um several times it's quite funny it feels like a lot of the family gatherings that i've been at and you try to get an edge and yes. edgewise, uh, a word in edgewise that's the phrase uh, and can never do it the dad gives fleabag a late birthday present uh why was it late that's a bit dodgy in the first place um and it's for personal use and it's later uh, discovered that it's for counselling which mm. is a bit of a back candid compliment it's not yeah would you really i mean it's a good thing but also not it, it implies there's something wrong he yeah. actually compliments fleabag and he checks in after their fallout from season mm-hmm. one um and then of course he offers the counseling that i think f- i feel that fleabag and her dad kind of their relationship does get better in this season it
1: does um so less tension between them which is nice. yeah um, the therapist played by Fiona Shaw Of course, we do not know her name either Further yep. distancing I keep saying that like I'm doing a, like a higher English essay or something <laughs> but um, it's good um, Fiona Shaw, legend um, of course in Killing Eve and she seems quite serious she doesn't like to joke good at her job, but is she um, harsh but fair and all-knowing but is she it's like you know what to do, and like no, I don't. you know what to do. It's just not really helping. It's more like you believe in yourself.
0: I think it's good. I think she's. I think it was right for Fleabag to go mm-hmm. to this counselor specifically. I think she was just yeah. what Fleabag needed. To be fair, moving on to another strong kind of side female character, Belinda, uh, played Ooh. by Kristen Scott Thomas. Uh this of course one of the love interests of this season mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot less love interest in this season uh, mm-hmm. than the previous one she has a good sense of humor which is important she's mm-hmm. a very successful businesswoman she is a feminist mm-hmm. and she gives some she gives some great advice to Fleabag um, and says mm-hmm. people are all we've got which kind of yeah pushes the yeah. therapist's thing of you know have you got any friends? You know, I think that's basically season two summed up. People are all we've got. First season was more like
1: people. looking. I mean, and if actually, no, all we've got, and the two seasons work really well together. And I think after the two seasons, it's like better than just them individually. Like one would work for the other, which is really nice in a TV show. Definitely. So, shall we move on to reviews of? Flea bag. Okay, so as rotten tomatoes, as Beth says, tomatoes, um, hundred percent, which I've heard of. Yeah, it's exceptional. It has, especially if I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> 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 it's interesting, but
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So a quote here from the Guardian: Phoebe Waller-Bridge raised the bar so utterly. Ha- with her hit show's second <laughs> and final series you have to shake your head in astonishment then go back to the start sorry, just having a little giggle to ourselves Okay, other opinions? Best opinion? Um, I I love this TV show. Yeah, <laughs> I think watching the first episode I was unsure of whether we would keep watching it and our thing in lockdown was we would watch a different TV show each night but it would only be one episode uh, to kind of Lengthen, lengthen the experience So I feel like it was hard To kind of get an idea mm-hmm. of it uh, Having only watched one episode I feel like it's kind of the series That you need to binge Or at least yeah. watch a couple of episodes at a time Because they are quite short Um, And there's enough uh, That you kind of Yeah, you kind of need to watch them all quite quickly After each other uh, What are your opinions on Fleabag? So I didn't like it <laughs> I don't know why think we've
1: chosen the wrong show to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um I like it from a cinematic point of view. I think it's really good. I love the techniques. I love it. oh, how it's done. I think it's a really interesting show. I just didn't vibe with it. So like I can't criticize it for it there was no plot holes. I just did not like it.
0: Which is so but, bizarre because it like, yeah. like I, I, I feel like you would like it.
1: I'm not sure. I think it just made me too uncomfortable. Yeah. And I feel like if I watched it all now, I watched it quite a while ago, I think I would be more less used. uncomfortable. Yeah. And more used to it because I feel like at the time that I watched it, I didn't really watch that much 15 stuff. Yeah. Like even when I was like in lockdown, I was like 16, I would like not watch 15s and stuff. Yeah. So I think it's just quite extreme. And if you love dark humor, it's really good. But it's good overall, and I think, especially after you've seen the second season, I definitely like the first season more.
0: Mm. It's
1: so, not yeah, exactly comfort viewing,
0: no, exactly. So, person of the day, Louise.
1: Our person of the day is Fiona Shaw because she is a badass. <laughs> Who? Yes. Um, she's from Cork, Republic of Ireland she is Irish yep. which is quite surprising guys mind blown, didn't just know that doesn't actually have that strong of an Irish accent no. um, in our no. opinions in our opinions of course we're not experts, we yep. are just Scots people <laughs> um, um, she's a successful director of stage performance and opera performances such as The Marriage of Figaro which is one of my cool. favourites um, She played Richards II National Consoletto Theatre to London. Um, she's a dame commander and possesses the most excellent order in the British Empire. So she's pretty cool. An um, important person. Yeah. Is a
0: dame commander just a dame? Like, I'm not sure because depending on where you look up, it says she's just a commander of the British Empire. So I'm not sure, but then whenever she's mentioned, they don't say Dame Fiona Shaw. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Who knows? Maybe she's not old enough to be a dame. Yeah. No, there's more
1: dames. There's also no, I don't know. Anyway, she's knows? she's awesome. <laughs> anyway, she's honorary Doctorate from the National University of Ireland, and Trinity College Dublin. We love she your work. She an has Emmys and a BAFTA. Yeah, she does. Kelly. Uh, Eve.
0: Yeah. Uh, yes. killing Eve, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's killing Eve. Yeah. And I think I think something else. Um, yes. so yeah, thank you, Fiona yep. Shaw. We love your work, you're awesome. Yeah, so that's all we have time for today. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh-huh. Thank you so much if you've listened the whole way through. <laughs> thank you if you have listened to our other episodes as well. Um, if you feel like it, subscribe, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or write us a review. So thank you so much for listening. Next time, what are we chatting about, Louise? Majestic but the Netflix show Teenage Bounty Hunters. So stay tuned to listen to us talk about Teenage Bounty Hunters. Bye. Bye.